0: hello everyone welcome back i'm glad you've come back i was getting lonely on the web on my own i'm just always here (laughs) but no i'm just kidding today i have a super exciting guest i have katrina dix who was most recently in matilda do you want to say hello to everyone
1: hello (laughs) nice to meet you nice to finally chat to you
0: yeah it's exciting so matilda it's a phenomenal show i think it's out of all the shows I've seen, it's in the top two, definitely.
1: Oh, I'm glad you like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have only seen two shows, but still, it's in the top two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear, it. not a hard competition, but yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant show, so much fun.
0: So, how, how did you get the part? Because it was, a, it was a tour, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah, so um, it was the international tour, so I was on the uh, job for 18 months, which is a lovely, lovely long time. Uh, saw some amazing places and just like any other job it was an audition so the contract started way back when I think it was August 2018 it seems like years ago now Um, and the auditions were around uh, June time so yeah did a few rounds and yeah got the lovely phone call from my agent actually on the way to another audition saying you've got it and I was like no no I was like I don't believe you're gonna have to call me back in five minutes I was in that much shock because similarly to you it's um one of the one of my favourite shows, I saw it and I was like, I'd love to be in it one day. So when I got the call, I didn't believe it and I was like, hang on, give me five minutes, then call me back if it's if it's true. <laughs> and then yeah, here we are.
0: How sad would you have been if I hadn't called you back? And you know, like, I was like, what a joke.
1: <laughs> I would have been that's a sick joke. We are not friends anymore. That's it. Friendship over.
0: So um you said you're on the way to another audition did you carry on going to the audition or did you just go home then you're like oh, i've got the job now i, to to the I went home then yeah
1: because there's some there's some jobs which you're like oh okay you know we'll see where this one goes and whatever be will be but as soon as i heard that that was the job i have got i was like i can't audition for anything else that's a dream job really sorry and then went home and had a nice cup of tea instead <laughs>
0: Do you have any Percy Pigs as well to celebrate?
1: Oh, all of the Percy Pigs. That's like a daily, daily occurrence, especially in lockdown. I'm going to end up looking like a Percy Pig when I finally emerge out of lockdown.
0: Not a sponsor, by the way. Anyone watching? They're not, uh, not no, sponsored by Percy Pig. But they are good. Uh,
1: if you did want to sponsor me, Percy Pig?
0: No, I'm joking. <laughs> if anyone from MS is watching, then...
1: Yeah, it's, it, Percy Pig is a big deal and I'm mad for it, M&S. So, yeah, hit me up. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So uh, you said you were in Matilda for eighteen months and you were touring internationally. What was your yep. favorite? First...
1: Oh, I think I think you just frozen. Hang on, I'm just going to wait until I get you back.
0: Back. Right. It's recording.
1: So my favorite favorite place to tour to you was definitely Cape Town in South Africa, and um, that was a place that you know you see on postcards on internet wherever you're like wow that's the place of dreams and it it was like it's a, the perfect mixture of like nature so you'd look out the window and then you'd have like a vision of table mountain but then it meets kind of like industrial with all kind of modern buildings it was just such a cool contrast place and obviously the sunny weather was an absolute bonus
0: amazing my i think three of my cousins spent two years in south africa because um anyone that's watching who's a fan of musicals, which I'm sure you all are, I am not in the Book of Mormon, but I am a real Mormon. So my cousins <laughs> are in the Mormons and they went on their missions to South Africa. So that was, that was exciting.
1: What a place to go. Oh, it's been, I mean, we went to um, Johannesburg as well and you know we went on a um, sort of safari there. So, I mean obviously performing the show was ace but to see these places as well. And yeah after sort of seeing these amazing creatures on safari in the wild right i'm never going to go to a zoo ever again you know it was just yes yeah, stunning beautiful natural and yeah i'd love to go visit again one day cross fingers
0: i think everyone knows that i have to ask this question Is, oh, how did you behave or are you a little bit naughty
1: uh, <laughs> i mean obviously well behaved when we needed to be you know when the time was to be professional of course we were
0: but you know, when it came to seeing the sites and hanging out, of course, a little bit naughty. Did the pose <laughs> <urgency>? <laughs> there, did you see? I don't like I had to ask that question. The first time I had someone from Matilda I was like, Yep, yeah, gotta
1: ask <laughs> <laughs> Typical.
0: <laughs> How many times have you been asked that question when you're in Matilda? Or that oh. joke with me.
1: How many times was that question asked, did you say?
0: Or that joke made or any like sort of reference to that? like
1: yeah, Plenty, plenty of puns. And obviously as the show goes on, the, the, the puns kept rolling strong, which obviously keeps their cast on tour together, laughing and sometimes cringing equally, but all fun and games.
0: So we were your cast good at telling jokes?
1: Oh, obviously I think when, I think sort of, especially when you talk, compared to when you're doing sort of a show in one place or in London, you just become so much more close as a family unit. Um, Because if you're doing a show in London, you go to work each day, you have a lovely time, and then you're still kind of coexisting in your sort of separate lives, whereas when you're on tour, especially if you're on the road or in different countries, you all become one huge, massive family. So yeah, you get close pretty quickly and the jokes start rolling from, from day one.
0: Amazing. So what's the, I have to ask everyone this, uh, what's the worst thing that's happened on stage?
1: Oh, oh no! In, in Matilda or, or in general?
0: I think I have to ask Matilda, because obviously Matilda, I know they're all very professional, but it's, it's obviously, I feel like it's going to be more mistakes happen with the, the children, because they're all younger aren't they? So is there of, anything course,
1: of course, yeah, because on, on tour we had, um, the kids were played by a mixture of actual children, so our Bruce, Eric and Matilda were children, and the other um, younger kids were kiddos, so they were adults but just um, looked younger on stage, but um, as you can probably guess, the, the scooters can get quite chaotic at times, so I think, yeah, one of the most chaotic things happened on stage was um, someone, one of the poor kids literally fell flat on the scooter, and then obviously found it quite difficult to get back up again, because I don't know if you've like, seen the stage, but it's not smooth, there's lots of bridges in it, so... If you fall once you're not getting up for like a good five ten seconds so yeah that was quite quite scary a little bit funny when we realized that the poor kid was okay kind of trying to wrangle your way around everyone on scooters so yeah that's a recipe for disaster sometimes
0: (laughs) good story (laughs) so what's what was your was there one thing that every time you went on stage in matilda you always looked forward to
1: absolutely and that is so easily answered Oh, actually, well, it's two things. But the first thing that came to my mind was the swings. Whatever, like, what other show do you get to do where you get to like do a Superman and swing on a swing and have an amazing time? And not to mention that when I grow up, when I grow up is probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written. So um, yeah, that was the beginning of Act Two, and I've got shivers thinking about it now. Everyone loved it. It was so exciting, and for me, it, yeah, it never got old.
0: Have you seen that it never grew up? Because that's the <laughs> say so that again. Never grew up. Never grew up.
1: Never grew up.
0: Never, ever. <laughs> never got old. <laughs> Sorry, bad puns. <laughs> no, never, never. never. There's plenty more where that
1: one came from, so keep keep the puns coming.
0: Have you seen the James Gordon version of When I Grew Up with Ben Platt and Tim Minchin? I haven't, no. Oh, so good. It's a Donald Trump version, but it's so good. He obviously wrote the musical, didn't he, Tim Minchin? Yes, Tim Minchin. Yes, Tim. And then Ben Platt is obviously amazing. Obviously ben Platt. And then James Corden. It was just, it's, and they've got the swings as well and they were in costume, which is amazing. So if you check it out on YouTube, that's also James Corden is not sponsoring me if you want to though, come on. <laughs> let's we've got Percy Picks,
1: we've got Jane Corden. Keep them coming. Um, but yeah, I want to see that. So make sure you send it to me after.
0: I will. I feel like maybe I should put, uh, put it in the description, the link to the video if yes. you want to watch it. Yes, go on. Not for kids, more for adults oh yeah absolutely yeah keep, keep a age restriction 15 plus probably yeah yeah probably that sounds right <laughs> yeah so before you were in matilda moving on even though it's very sad because matilda is great to talk about
1: <laughs> you were in
0: producers
1: that's correct
0: yes uh yesterday i was speaking to i think it was yesterday someone else who was in producers and they said it's one of the biggest roles they had because they were it was one of their dream roles and they got straight out of college. How was it for you being in that show?
1: Oh, it was so, so much fun. I think, especially as a performer, actress, dancer, singer, wherever your kind of love lies, well, obviously in all three is musical theatre, but um there's no other show where I've had the opportunity to dance and be a super, super glamorous showgirl, kicking legs up, and then also be a tap dancing granny. So, um yeah, I think it was just a show where you... It was so diverse. There was obviously tap dancing, showgirl stuff, everything. And yeah, how can you not have fun doing a show like that? So yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Amazing. So I'm sorry to move on so quickly. I'm just cautious. I have another interview coming after this. Not so,
1: at all, fire away.
0: Um, you are privileged because you have been in Matilda, but also Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Exactly, yes, indeed. How does you feel
0: being in those two amazing shows
1: really i mean very very lucky and grateful to have had the opportunity clearly Roald Dahl's my thing um and they actually they um, both uh, by the same choreographer peter darling so um obviously that's a style that i've sort of learnt a lot about and really really enjoyed and Charlie and Chocolate Factory has a very very special place in my heart for me because that was my first show in London so yeah that was a a big and that massive shock as well. And I remember seeing it for the first time and going, this place is huge. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to be in a show like this? And then boom, obviously with a lot of hard work as well as luck, it happens. So yeah, I'm very grateful for those experiences and those shows, definitely.
0: So as China Chocolate Factory what you're doing on Friday, did you say?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm teaching um, a workshop with a company called Western Warehouse. They're doing loads of amazing uh, workshops in May. And each uh, each show, uh, sorry, each workshop is led by a professional who's been in the show in the West End. And yeah, Friday is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Day, but there's plenty of other workshops to get your teeth stuck into that are running this week and next week as well, which is brilliant really fun.
0: Amazing. So, if they ever made, I'm just wondering. This is not related, but if they ever made a Percy the Pig musical, would you go for Percy the Pig?
1: Obviously, I know. Actually, well, I think Percy and it shouldn't be gender specific because it's a pig, it's an animal. But, you know, I think I'm more of a penny gal because I'm in love with Percy the pig, so I don't feel like I should become Percy the pig. So I could feel like if I was penny, I could still admire Percy the pig. Is it bad that I'm thinking into this so deeply and taking it so seriously?
0: I don't think so. But the real question uh, is who, who would you want to play Percy the pig?
1: Oh. Oh god, that's a question. I mean, I guess because like my partner's watching this, I'm probably gonna to have to say my partner Simeon.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: But we'll hold auditions. We'll 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 see we'll see all of the talent that's out there and obviously we'll pick the, the best person. The best Percy for the job.
0: Best Percy for the job. Amazing. <laughs> so we have another show to talk about, and that is your first big show, which was Ghost.
1: Yes, yes. Oh wow, what a brilliant show. Yeah, so tell um, everyone about that. Yeah, of course. So that was probably my first. I've done other shows, um, sort of, sort of smaller productions and some fringe shows, but that was like my first kind of longest contract. So that was six months, and it was in Frankfurt, in Germany. And that was again my first experience um, living away for like that length of time, or being abroad for that length of time. And yeah, I, I think I think everyone must know if you haven't listened to the soundtrack you simply must but the music is stunning every night I cry at the overture you know you do your hair and you make up you get ready for the show and next thing you know I have mascara down my face because the music is just absolutely stunning and yeah brilliant brilliant show and I met a wonderful choreographer called Lee Proud who is someone who I really look up to so yeah his movement definitely kept us in shape for uh, six months because he's very
0: um, athletic and virtuosic, so that was a really exciting opportunity. Amazing. So, sadly, we're coming to the end of the interview, which is yeah. very sad. I'm speaking to you, but Likewise. we have a few more questions left to ask you. Quite quick-fire okay. questions. But the first one is I've warned you for, and it's if you could be in any musical as any character with no age, like stereotypes or gender stereotypes, which musical, which character, and why?
1: Okay. Um, I think I would have to be, oh, I had two. I had two in my mind, but I'm, I'm going to go for this one. Um, anne Boleyn in Six. Um, just because the music, well, I'm driving my partner mad because I play the soundtrack at least once a day, sometimes twice. Um, but I love um, the choreography. Carrie anne and Gruwer is someone who I really, really look up to. Um, I love the movement. I love the style. I love the kind of, um, the twist on a historic tale which normally focuses on the man and that being switched around and being all about the women and their stories. And yeah, the idea of like a sisterhood as well. I think that's a very empowering thing to happen in our industry. So yeah, that's definitely a show that is on the bucket list. And Anne Boleyn, she's just a really quirky, fun, playful character. And yeah, I could just imagine how much fun that would be to perform on stage every night. Good
0: choice. Uh, hey. Next question is, they are making C- Katrina Dix the musical Who Plays You, You Can't Pick Yourself.
1: Ah, okay. Oh, there's so many, there's so many, tal- is, it, is, is it a musical? Would it
0: have
1: yeah, to be something? Okay. Um, I'm going to say Lucy Jones because her vocals are absolutely stunning. Um, I watched her uh, in Rent at the Other Palace. So, yeah, she, she can play me any day. She'd have to get a bit of a blonde dip dye bob. But yeah, I'd be delighted if she played me. Yeah.
0: And did you think your partner were like, watching? Who would play your partner?
1: Oh, who would play soon? Oh, that's a question. You
0: have to think that they would be with Lucy Jones as well. So. <laughs> um,
1: I, think, I think it's Ben Stiller sometimes who gets compared to. Compare to or, or no, sometimes. I think it will be Lee Evans, actually, because Lee Evans are very, like, I love watching his comedy shows and my partner's quite funny, um, and yeah, Lee can play and sing. So yeah, Lee Evans, I don't know if he's going to like me or hate me for that choice, but we'll find out.
0: If you're watching, let us know in the comments. I will. I will. <laughs> I'll
1: make sure he watches it.
0: Um, g- good choices, Lucy Jones and Lee Evans. So, that's an amazing pairing. <laughs>
1: It could could be like a new double act. I may have created wonders there.
0: Would it be Lee and Lucy or Lucy and Lee that they call themselves?
1: Lucy and Lee has a bit of a ring to it. I feel that could be like the title of the song, like Lucy and Lee. Mm -mm -mm. I feel like my shoulders are going already. It's going to happen.
0: Amazing. You have to start writing it and get in touch with Lucy Jones and Lee Evans. and. I mean, we've got
1: lockdown. Who knows? I could become a songwriter all of a sudden.
0: Amazing. So this is a hard question because you told you just said that you listen to the sixth soundtrack uh, once a day maybe twice <laughs> Yes. so this question is if you had to pick between only listening to one original cast recording for the rest of your life or listening to any cast recording but, as, but only once and never go back to it what would you pick did I say that right oh that's
1: such a tricky question that's such a gris- tricky question because I have so many songs I love. And like, if I find a song I really like, I'm that person that does overkill. So if I like it, that's it. We'll have to go back and play it about 72 times. But I think to, in order to keep inspired, and this is quite profound, perhaps it is, perhaps it isn't, but in order to keep inspired, I think you need to surround yourself with as many different um, influences as possible. So as much as it would kill me to not listen to my song 72 times that I like, I would say listen to different soundtracks once. Because, hey, a great song will always stick in your head, wouldn't it?
0: Amazing, yeah. So, speaking about being inspired, you are a singer, dancer, you do all the musical theatre stuff. So, who, if you had to pick between never singing or dancing again, or being an all-singing, all-dancing sheep, what would you pick? Oh,
1: oh no!
0: But... As a sheep, you would have knowledge that you were a human before and you have to live in a field of eat grass.
1: Oh. I'll, let's do it. I'd be a sheep. I'd absolutely be. And like sheep, they're always in good company. There's always a flock of sheep. I've never seen a sheep on its own. So I guess I'd have mates as a sheep and I guess I'd also have an audience that I could sing and dance to. So yeah, I'd totally be a sheep.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, the final question I've asked everyone is... If you could be any Disney princess, which one would you be and why? Mm.
1: Oh, how fun. Hang on, I need to think about this. I'm going to say, probably, because I'm quite pale, it would be Snow White. And also, Snow White, if I'm correct in thinking, was the first ever Disney film to be made. So I quite like the idea of Snow White leading and paving the way for the princesses and also being very pale and i like apples as well so and um, i aim to not eat poisonous ones so let's go with snow white
0: amazing thank you for coming on the show it's been fantastic oh, for
1: having me it's been a joy
0: and um everyone should follow you on social media in case yeah, there's some exciting stuff that might happen in the future involving yes, you know. more work together possibly
1: yes okay, a little so. hint
0: to everyone watching that you should follow what's your social media for people to follow of
1: course um it's just my name katrina dix K A T R I N A G I X with an underscore at the end
0: okay cool and everyone follow that because there'll be some exciting news coming soon hopefully
1: yeah indeed fingers crossed did you like my underscore by
0: the way that was my yeah, that was... Dix, underscore. that i was so shocked i was like exclamation mark
1: But I don't think that's possible. That work? No, nah, I'll, I'll stick with the underscore. I think I'm strong on that
0: one. Just like a semicolon. Semicolon?
1: So yeah. Or well, comma. Comma's quite cute.
0: Comma? Yeah. Don't know. Oh, full stop. Oof. Full stop sounds quite violent. Yeah, it's quite
1: aggressive, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the exclamation point should be quite aggressive too. Then it's like exclamation point.
1: I, th- I think you win. The exclamation point. That's my favourite one
0: yeah it's clearly the best
1: i'm gonna do my punctuation i'm not gonna actually be punctuated i'm actually gonna now do all my punctuation so as soon as i finish a sentence i'm gonna go Or oh. that'll be my new thing i'll see if i'll see if sim likes it
0: you have to stay like like monotone though like <laughs> you have to read like speak to you as if you're like a text
1: yeah you know, okay, like, all, all, all my expression will be in my physical exclamation marks
0: Let's say I'm so angry at you. And when they say I can't tell who you're being, I say, sorry. I've got the punctuation. I'm so angry at you. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's geez. quite good oh, dancing. You know, the
1: fact that I can't dance much at the moment, maybe that will give me my dancing movement fix.
0: Amazing. So yeah, last thing is, have you got any advice people stuck at home right now?
1: Absolutely. Um, something that I found really helpful for me because I've. After a while, I was really great for the first two weeks of lockdown, did every homework out under the sun, found a million one things to cook, and then after that kind of dwindled, I found myself like in a little bit of a rut. So actually two things, I'm not going to give one thing. First thing is don't put pressure on yourself, because when you set a very aggressive expectation, even if you do so much, but you don't reach that, you're going to feel a sense of failure but in order to keep a sense of routine, something that I find really helpful is the night before, I will literally just write a list of things that I'm gonna achieve the next day. And they don't have to be create world peace, they don't have to be read 72 novels, Um, but just little things like, I'm gonna do the clothes washing today, I'm gonna do a weekly shop, I'm gonna go on a run, Um, I'm going to message this person, I'm gonna send a postcard, that's my new favorite thing of this week. So write a list of things to do the next day, the night before, but don't necessarily make them huge, taxing, heavy tasks, right? A mixture of things that you want to work towards and you want to achieve and just little things. And then you'll get some kind of satisfaction at the end of the day of ticking off that list. And you'll also have the motivation, but without pressure.
0: Amazing. Thank you. You heard it from the superstar. That's the advice.
1: Hey, <laughs> let me know for so,
0: next. Not going to lie. I got a bit confused when you were talking because halfway through it went like this. And I thought, oh, she's finished, but you aren't. <laughs> she's angry. <laughs> I was like, oh, she said, t- oh no, wait. <laughs> yeah. um, last thing I need to say is this interview is for Acting for Others, which you should all donate to. And there's this is my favourite part of the interview every single time. Donate in the link in the description, because there's one down there. I've always wanted to do that. So yeah, make sure you donate, because it's very important at the moment to help people that are struggling. And as much as you can, just please. That's all I have to say.
1: Such a beautiful course. Thank you so much for opening my eyes to it as well. So yeah. no
0: worries just so everyone knows it is really important
1: aggressively important
0: aggressively important (laughs) i think the last thing i need to say is i just need to finish by saying to everyone make sure you follow my advice i give every video